Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton here with Josh Goldsmith. We're live today at the Southtown location, 10920 South State. Come on down, uh, get some uh, jazz gear while it lasts, and check out what's going on here at Mark Miller Subaru for the Do Good, Feel Good event. Here uh, in this hour, we'll talk uh, w- with Margie of Street Dog Crew. Or, uh, is that? Yeah, yeah. Street Dog Crew. Yeah. I always want to say Street Crew Dog, and that I don't know why. Yeah, My that, brain wants that doesn't to do that. flow. Uh, but before we do that, we are remembering and paying tribute to the great Mark Eaton, who sadly uh, has passed uh, unexpectedly. KUTV uh, reported that it was he left for a bike ride, which he talked all the time about how much he loved his bike rides. Uh, he left for a bike ride yesterday and never returned, and that issued then a search, and uh, sadly Mark Eaton has passed. And so we're opening it up today, 855-340-ZONE. Obviously, we'd love to hear your questions, comments, and stories in the car world. But also, if you, if you want to share some tributes and stories and memories of Mark Eaton, we'd love to hear from you as well. 855-340-ZONE. And John has called in, I, I, I think, to do that. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. I was on the car, too. We take a few of these. John, you there? Here, John. Hold on a sec. Hello. Hey, John. You're on the air. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you. How are you guys doing today? We're good. What's going on? What's on yeah. your mind? Oh, actually, Mark, Mark Eaton's on my mind a lot. You know, yeah, I heard yeah. about it today and broke my heart. You know, it's, I had the privilege of meeting him a few times. And, and like I said earlier, to your guy, when he talked to me earlier, I was in the restaurant and, and uh, just sitting by myself and he was with his kids and he invited me to the table and bought me lunch and got to meet him. He was a really approachable guy. He was uh, that way with everybody. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. he made you feel <laughs> like he, he made you feel like uh, you were friends because he was oh, so yeah. friendly. Yeah. Uh, it's just like you're saying to everybody. It wasn't just certain people. I mean, just out of the blue. And I, I met him a few times at jazz games, and he's going to be dearly missed. Yep, he will. Thank you, John, for calling in and paying tribute. We appreciate that. 855-340-ZONE. Mike is next on the show. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. You there? Oh, gotcha. Oh, he's he's actually came down here live. He's here. <laughs> Mike is here in the store. Yeah, we had him on hold for so long, he, he's uh, walked in. Decided he to drive down. 855-340-ZONE. <laughs> uh, We've got some memories of Mark rolling in on Twitter as well. We'll get to uh, here in a moment. But uh, let, let's get back into the car stories. Josh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, there was a, you guys a few years back had in one of your service bays a uh, kitten was discovered inside of someone's engine. Yeah. Do you remember this story? Yeah, were I you, do. Were you I, working here? I was here. Time? I was here for that. Was it here or the Midtown? I, I thought it was Midtown. You know, we find all kinds of stuff in <laughs> engine bays that it's hard to remember what which store it happened at. But it, and and it escalated even more so this year during COVID, just because so few people were driving their vehicles that these cars are sitting, 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 and animals are going to make themselves a home. Yeah. Uh, what do you see mostly? Mice. 
a lot of mice. Squirrels. Yep. We find a lot of mice and kind of rat nests, mm-hmm. um, which is always always fun. But we've found uh, we have found a big old gopher in in a car. The a other, gopher. A gopher. A, like a big gopher. Uh, not too long like ago. Like a Caddyshack style like gopher? Big gopher. Uh, I removed myself from that situation. I didn't want to be a part of it. But Why is that? I, you rodent, don't like rodents? Rodents are just not my, not my thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so I chose to let let the other employees handle that one. Don't ever get uh, into politics. But it is, right. it is uh, it's always fun. You hear something rattling. You're like, what is that rattle? You see a little tail go by, and next thing you know. But, yeah, the kitten was – that was a happy thing to find. Yeah. It's, it's, and and I was just fine. I think the owner of the car adopted the, the yeah, cat. Yeah, I think, so. I think that is the last part of that yeah, story. Yeah, so cool. Really cool story. Well, in western New York, a kitten went for a wild ride Friday after getting stuck under a car and oh. then later was rescued. Chictawaga police helped rescue the kitten that found itself lodged underneath a car in Buffalo – the feline may have spent more than one of its nine lives first surviving the car wash and then a trip to the mall. Oh, my god. While gosh. at the mall, a passerby heard the kitty meowing and oh. called police. Chictawaga Police Department Sergeant Slawatiki and Officer Maggio climbed under the vehicle and freed the animal. The woman who was driving the car had no idea the kitten was stuck and wow. doesn't own a kitten. The male kitty was safely dropped off at the SPCA. Uh, so wow. a happy ending. And there's a picture of this kitty. He is a cutie. He's a cute little kitten. Uh, looks like an Oreo cookie. There you go. Kitten. So uh, we, we, like, we like animals here at Subaru. We, we love our, our animals. Yep. We love uh, uh, to prop them up and support them. For a long time, you guys have partnered with Nuzzles & Co. Yeah. And now, this time during the 13th annual Do Good, Feel Good event, we, uh, we've got our seven Love Promise charity partners, and one of them is Street Dog Crew of Utah, and Margie is joining us now. Margie, good morning. Welcome to Utah Car Sense. I heard you say you're nervous. Don't be. It's only my mom listening. So, so <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about that. I have never heard of your organization until this uh, event until the Do Good, Feel Good event. And tell us a little bit about Street Dog Crew of Utah, what your mission is, what people can learn Um, about you. We're Street Dog Crew from Utah. Uh, We started like a few years ago. We were, a few of us got together from different organizations and we were out handing out food to the homeless and we noticed that there was nothing for pets. Um, Sometimes we don't, the people don't choose to be homeless and their pets is all they have. And they would uh, use their last bit of food to feed their dog. So um, that's what got us started. Um, We help uh, the unsheltered people. And we also help uh, people that are low income. Uh, What we're trying to do right now is raise enough money so that we could help with more medical. Because Mm. people don't have the funds for medical and for uh, animal is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the veterinarian bills are very, very steep. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we meet every other week, every other Sunday at Pioneer Park hmm. uh, from 12 to 1. And we also go to the Veterans uh, Freedom Landing. And okay. we help all the veterans. Very cool. Um, so uh, now that uh, COVID went through and a lot of people lost their jobs and stuff, uh, we help a lot of people. 
Mm. Yeah, and I, I like what you said that a lot of the time, our homeless members of our societies, they did not choose to be homeless. They're not yeah. choosing to remain homeless. But we, we owe it to them to help them get a boost and get back up on their feet and get back on the... But one of the things that you, you mentioned is there are so many examples and stories of people needing someone or something to love to get them through the darkest hours of their life. Yeah. And that's what these pets do for our homeless friends, yes, isn't it? Yes, they do. Yeah. And, uh, you know... It's it it's heartbreaking sometimes to see them, uh, you know, in the streets and stuff. Um, their their pets mean so much to them, and and probably give them the will to survive a little yeah, bit. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'm sure you see that all the time. Yes, I do. And then now that uh, I do a lot of food out of my house too, because there's people that you know, like I say, the pandemic just really broke people. I have a lady that called me here not too long ago, and uh, she can't afford to get her animals fixed because they're fighting. And so we're trying to raise enough money to get them fixed. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. so it's not just food no. that the uh, street dog crew, street street dog <laughs> crews of Utah, uh, helps out with. It's it's all the pet needs. For uh, yes, uh, we help with uh, dog supplies, leashes, collars, poop bags, uh, collapsible bowls, coats, beds. Um, so we don't get a lot of, uh, grants because we're not in that category of rescuing animals. Mm -hmm. So there's really nothing out there for us, but hustling and, and Facebook and, and trying to get, uh, funds so that we can help medical. Yeah. So donations. And yes. Because you are a nonprofit. Yes, we are. But because you're not in the rescuing category, you don't get a lot of government no, assistance. No. Mm. Uh, if people are hearing... Uh, us talk about this, and uh, they're like, "Well, I'd like to help, but I'm not in not in the uh, market right now for a newer used car." How can they get involved and help Street Dog Crew of Utah? Um, they can get on our website. Uh, you can donate. You can volunteer. Um, anything is is helpful. Do you take food don uh, yes. do food donations food? as well? Yes, we awesome. do. Awesome. So uh, I I sadly put. Uh, put our dog down uh on halloween last year she was uh she got old and it was it was the right thing to do and it was really sad but we have all these toys and all the, the her collars and and her bed these are things that you guys could use and repurpose for uh, yes. our homeless friends mm -hmm. wonderful mm -hmm. yes i've got a good friend his name is fred he sits outside vivant arena uh on the yep. northwest corner every event every game uh, he's homeless and I've re I've gotten because I work in the arena. I walk past him every time. And I've we've become friends. He mm. sent me a Christmas card uh, right. a, a couple years ago, and he has he always has a, a dog with him. Yeah, it was Lucy. She passed during the pandemic, and now he's got Charlie. Oh, and it's, it, he 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 says uh, he can't really afford uh, to to do much, but he what he can do is rescue this animal's life while he's working on rescuing his own. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. But what comes along with that is the burden and responsibility of taking care of the animal. Yeah. And yes. Street Dog Crew of Utah, that's where yeah. you guys come in. Yes. And so what we do is we try to uh, teach these people to have responsibility and to be a good pet owner. Uh, and, and that's why spay and neuter is so important because there's so many dogs in the shelters. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking that they don't, they don't have anybody. 
So, so that's our dream is to, to be able to help with medical and, and to help as many uh, animals as we can. Mm-hmm. And then by, by helping the animals, you're helping the people yes. immensely. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what I would do without my two dogs. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I lost family. Yes. Yeah. Um, I lost my husband, my mother, and my father within two months, two years oh ago. Oh, gosh. And um, I'll tell you what, my dogs kept yeah. me going. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm yeah. glad you had your dogs with you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. street dog crew, if, 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 if I wouldn't have been in this organization, it would have been really hard for me. But knowing that I'm helping and to see a smile on somebody's face when you help their dog... Yes. It's it's, it's incredible. wonderful. And we don't also we don't all always help dogs as well when we do our outreach. We help people as well. Uh we collect clothes, uh snacks. Because it was kind of sad when people would come and say, "Well, w- do you have anything for people?" Yeah. No, just dogs. Yeah, so right. we start doing that as well. Yeah, someone's wow. someone's coming with that dog. Yeah. So if you've got a a, a hat, a shirt, some socks, yeah, some underwear, totally. yeah. donate it. And there's, uh, you can uh, drop off donations. Uh, I work for Schmidt Body and Paint on 13th South and 3rd West, Monday through Friday. Or you could drop off at my house in Taylorsville. And so everything's yeah. on our website. Schmidt awesome. allows you to take those donations? Oh, yes. Work. Oh, that's, yes. that's really good of them. Very cool. Well, Margie, great job. Thanks for uh, sharing with us. And thanks for doing what you do. Well, thank you. Thank crew. you for having me. Absolutely. Thank that's you so Margie much. Margie from Street Dog Crew of Utah. One of our seven Love Promise charity partners. And Josh, everyone that buys a new or used vehicle now through Monday yeah. gets to choose where that $75 goes to. Kind of hard to argue with choosing Street Dog Crew. Ooh, those, those ones tug on your heart. I have, a, I have a dog at home, and I can't imagine. I mean, my ma- if, if I ever ended up in a scenario like that, I would imagine my first priority would be to try and take care of her. And yeah. at that point, I'm not taking care of myself, right? And so they really are doing incredible work of making sure that they can take that pressure off of off of these individuals of having to yeah. feed and take care of their animals and make sure that they can also focus on bettering themselves as well. So really incredible work that Street Dog Crew is doing. The, uh, the thing about in another one of your partners, uh, Fit to Recover, we talked with Vichelle and uh, uh, Randy, yeah. I believe his name is Randy, uh, about this aspect is they work with addicts, but the real disease is loneliness. Yeah isolation i think it's the same for our homeless friends absolutely you you, a lot of people just pass by them don't want to look at them yeah they miss that companionship and you don't have that interaction so when you've got a dog with you that's the love that you need as a human makes such a big difference for sure so come on down Uh, do you have people that look at all these charities after they've bought a car and go I can't pick. You do it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's. I um, think I'd have to probably do. Yeah, that. there are there are a lot of customers that come in and they're like, I can't, I can't pick just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so our product specialists end up picking one, and we obviously try and make sure that all of them are supported. Uh, they look about even as I'm looking across. Yeah, the they're table all doing here. they're all doing pretty well. But we are we are really thankful to to be in a position as a company where we can give back to the community because it's something that we really truly believe in is giving back to the community that supports us and really making sure that we're taking care of everyone we can. So, You can also go to Mark Miller Subaru's Facebook page yep. and vote for your, your uh, choice. Uh, and a donation for first, second, and third place will be paid out next week as well. 
So if you, that's another way you can get involved in the Do Good, Feel Good event, the 13th annual. Let's talk about sticker shock for a moment, Josh. Whew, it's uh, a real thing. It's not – Jeff and I were, were touching on this briefly last week, I believe, how cars are expensive. They're, they're costly. They are not cheap. And that's why it's such an important decision to get right Yeah. for a, a lot of different reasons. This report uh, out of San Francisco is that prices of everything were up about 3% in April – this year compared with February of last year, the month before the pandemic shut down the U.S. economy. And prices are expected to keep rising for much of the summer, pushed up by, among many other things, bottlenecks, crimping supply of both materials and labor, and surging consumer demand. What is your best piece of advice for someone out there who is on a tight budget but needs that reliable vehicle? Yeah. How do you balance that? Absolutely. I mean, that's where especially for people on tight budgets where you don't want to have that that random expense come up, right? It's really, really helpful. Leases are a really great option for that where you know you're making your payment, you're covered under warranty the entire time, and there's some really great leases out there right now. Um, and that's a really great way to get into a, a reliable new car that most likely is going to come with a maintenance plan where your oil changes are going to be covered for a certain amount of time. But it really takes kind of the volatility of expenses out of the picture. Um, and a really great way to get into a reliable car. Used cars, also obviously a great option. Um, But while that car itself is an expensive purchase, with all these chips that we're putting in these cars, they're also expensive to repair. And so making sure that you are protected as a consumer, we talk talk about it as as creating a a healthy consumer, um, where when you get back into finance and, and you're having those conversations, a lot of people are really against the idea of extended warranties. Being on the service side, it is one of the it is could potentially be the best money you you spend that you never have to use, right? Yeah, right? But at least you know you're covered. And I would much rather have a little bit more on my monthly payment every month, but knowing that I'm not going to have that two thousand dollar expense, that three thousand dollar expense come up, that it, I'm not going to be prepared for, right? Right. And so, really making sure that you're looking at that whole picture, looking at how much it's going to cost to put gas in it, making sure that you're looking at how much it's going to cost to insure the vehicle. Uh, because making sure that you're protected throughout that entire experience, not just looking at what the cost of the vehicle is, yeah, sure. um, is really important. That's what I really appreciated the first time we went through the lease process with Mark Miller Subaru. Is, and you can be as transparent and open and honest as you want with uh, the product specialists here at Mark Miller Subaru. I opened my bank account and showed yep. Tony Rossi yeah. My, my expenses versus my income and said, yeah. this is what I have. Yep. I, but I also am sick and tired of getting a used car, yeah. thinking it's going to last me five to ten years, and, and it lasts me up. nine months and the transmission goes out. Yeah. Or a year and a half and, and the engine blows. And, yep. so I, and so he worked with me, he was, and he talked me out of a different car, not by convinced, but he just talked about it so much that, hey, I really think you should look at this yeah. because this would b- be better for you than that. Yeah. And knowing that he wasn't doing that because he was going to get a huge commission for pushing that car on me, yeah. it made it so not only easy, uh, it made it fun, and it made it so cool because I can then sit back and relax and know that I have done my homework, he's done his homework, and we're making the absolute best decision yep. for our family. And we ended up getting the lease. And the best part of having a lease is that it's 
the maintain the love that comes with that lease, yep. I don't have to do anything. Nope. Right down to you guys come and get it and bring it back to me. Yeah, and I think we've done we've done that with you a couple of times. Where it's the only way I do it. <laughs> come to your, we come to your work, we yeah. come to your house, we pick it up, we do yeah. the oil change, and we bring it back to you. It's like it never happened. I moved uh, I moved just a few blocks away from uh, Josh uh, Gathercole. Yeah, cool. Yep. And he probably regrets that because uh, I, I might call him up every a few times and say, "Hey, what's going on here?" Uh-huh. And be, and hey, can you help hook. me program my garage? <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yep. That's yep. exactly it happens what all the time. And we have an awesome crew of concierges that I was always afraid he was are always willing. Me. <laughs> <laughs> are, me are always willing to come out and help with yep. that kind of thing. Oh, the Hortons are calling. Again. Oh no, not Rick. this guy. Why did we ever get involved with him? Eight five five three four zero zone. And so uh, the the moral of that story is. It's it can be daunting to think. Oh, I'm not hearing all these shortages and and demand issues and supply issues, but you're in really in need for uh, the next vehicle. It can be like, oh, well, maybe I might have this need, but it's not the right time. Listen to all these problems. Actually, it lines up perfectly yeah. for you, especially if you're not real picky. Like you guys have uh, the Impreza and the Legacy that you could lease right now for incredibly low prices yeah Yeah. and those are amazing cars that people often overlook Mm -hmm. and they miss out on a great experience i love the new legacy and the new impress and also have great gas mileage to go along with it as we're talking about the increase of gas prices right so it's always something to think about but uh one of the very first things jeff told me when i started working here was that we're not necessarily in the business of selling cars but we're in the business of helping people buy cars and Hmm. It, there's a very subtle difference there, but it makes a huge difference. And really buying into that difference. Totally. Not just saying And that. it's something yeah. that we are fully committed to because we really believe that we, are, we would way rather spend four or five hours with someone just educating on them, educating them on what's the best option. And we may not be the best option, and we may not have the best car for you, and we're going to tell you that. And a lot of people are like, how does that make any sense? How does that make any sense that you are willing to tell me we do not have the best car for you and let me walk away? Yeah. Because that's costing us money, right? But at the end of the day, we view that relationship and we hold that in such high regard that we would much rather spend that time educating you, making sure that you are going to end up making the correct decision and making the right purchase for you and your family, that that means more to us than losing a sale. Because at the end of the day... There is so much misinformation out there in the automotive industry oh, yeah. that we really want to be different, and, and we really do. Th- I mean, through and through, it's in our DNA at this point. It's in our culture. We want to help people, and we want to make a difference and, and make the car buying experience fun because there's so many people that dread it. And buying a new car should be exciting. It should be fun. It shouldn't be stressful. Uh, and the automotive industry has unfortunately shot ourselves in the foot on that where we haven't made it a fun experience. Yeah. And so we are really trying to do everything we can to, to change that. Stereotypes uh, sometimes are, are true, and about car sales, yep. uh, uh, the, the, those stereotypes over decades, decades have proven to be, but not here. You guys really changed it, and I love the story that Roger tells of when Jeff announced the the Promise Press program, and Roger oh was my like, "Gosh, this isn't going to work." Oh my! And now gosh. he would, he's like, and he's a he's a vet. He's, he's a been vet. doing this. He for has done this longer than I've been years. alive. <laughs> he's had more knee replacements than <laughs> years on this earth uh, that you've had. That's what uh, it seems like. And uh, he said he'd never go back. Never. It, it's it's so much better for the yeah. sales people, for the product yeah. specialists, for the customer. So yeah. much better across the board. And at the beginning, the salespeople that fought it the hardest are now the ones that would. I will never go back. Yeah. Why would I? It really, I mean, even just in terms of being able to build a relationship with your customer, not having to feel like you're holding information and you can't be honest with them and you can't show them the real numbers. I mean, we have 
we have customers that come in just to grab a cup of coffee and come say hi to their salesperson. They're not yeah. here. They're not here to buy another car. They're not here to have their car serviced. They just want to swing by and say hi because they've built this incredible relationship with people, and that's what we're here for. And that's really something that makes us excited and proud and shows us that we're doing the right thing. Yeah, Tony did such a good job for us both times that we talk about him like a celebrity at our house. Yep. Like, and I look at it. I get a little stargazed. Uh-huh. When I look at Tony, I'm like, oh, that's Tony Rossi. Tony Rossi. He's the best in the world. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. We'd love to have you. We've got bees tickets on the line for callers. We've got uh, an oil change as well at the end of the show. Coming up next, we've got to tell you about the United Auto Workers Union president. What did he do and what is going to happen to him for doing that? We also need to talk about the, uh, the federal safety tests and the changes there. And we teased this earlier. We'll get to it right out of the other side. Electric delivery vehicles and the battleground that is now raging. We'll talk about that and more on Utah Car Sense. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I am Austin Horton. He's Josh Goldsmith with me today, the fixed operations manager. We're still working on uh, why he is that because we don't know what that means. <laughs> if, anyone, than, if anyone figures it out, let me know. Other than he, uh, he's very good at anything you want him to do. He's, he's a valuable I, member of society and Mark Miller Subaru. I wear a lot of hats. But that doesn't fit on a business card. No. So it's just no. fixed yep. operations manager. Yeah. Does that mean you fix the operations? Does it mean you fix the operations for the managers? Does that mean you manage the operations that need fixing? What, is it, what, what does that even mean? It's, it's open to interpretation. It's really. like when I worked at the uh, 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 I worked at a secondhand furniture store and I was the curtain rod specialist. Oh, that's a made up wow. term. That's not that a is. thing. <laughs> I would get was that a these, promotion? No, it was not. I would get these shipments, big, big, oh huge industrial gosh. bins filled with discarded scratch and dents from like Pottery Barn and Sonoma and Williams and uh, Williams and Williams Sonoma, Sonoma. Yeah. and West Elm. You're just of saying all, all kinds of stuff backwards today. Of, of all these, that's my dyslexia. Dog Lizdexia. Street Crew. That's my dyslexia. Lizdexia. Lizdexia yeah. coming in. Uh, <laughs> this, all these bins full of all these curtain rods odds and ends and i would be in charge of then matching them oh, fixing them sounds, and making them sellable sounds miserable and so they put on my name tag curtain rod specialist i was like i, I don't want to wear this Ooh. i was 16 it was bet not- you, <laughs> i bet you got all kinds of dates with that with that title uh, uh oh yeah not really dates with uh, uh, concerned parents. Maybe. maybe not exactly who you were trying to attract. <laughs> nope. Uh, not who I wanted to be. There you go. Uh, 855-340-ZONE if you'd like to be part of the show. We are also paying tribute and remembering the life of Mark Eaton, the great Utah Jazz Center who sadly passed in a bike accident. The Summit County Sheriff's Office said there were no witnesses to the bike crash, though authorities do not believe a vehicle was involved. The Utah Office of the Medical Examiner will attempt to determine the cause of death. So they are saying there was a bike crash mm. involved, but that no other party, at least in a That's vehicle, was, is expected to uh, have been involved. So uh, rest in peace to, to Mark Eaton. Hey, Dennis Williams, not the uh, former uh, NBA player, the former president of the United Auto Workers, 
who took part in a scheme along with other union officials in which they embezzled at least $1.5 million in member funds to take lavish trips, golfing adventures, and booze, as well as other luxuries, was sentenced to 21 months in prison. Now, when you hear just that, (laughs) is 21 months in prison a long enough, just about right, or too short of a sentence? Because I'll tell you where I sit. The guy, sit? The, the guy should be tarred and feathered, not That's, put in prison for yeah. 21 months. Yeah. It's, and it's probably going to be a cushy federal upstate yeah, prison. Yeah, and he'll probably end up getting out in like six. <sighs> so uh, he was the highest-ranking union official to be sentenced as part of a multi-year corruption probe, one of 15 people to have been charged, including three Fiat Chrysler's ex. Uh, they are all waiting sentencing as well. And here's – I, I hate him for doing that. I think I hate him more for how he, how he responded to his sentencing. Quote, I've thought long and hard about how my actions and the actions of others hurt the union that I love. Mm-hmm. I am more than the actions that have brought me here before you in this case, close quote. It's a funny way of showing it. I would love a union, too, that I was able to steal $1.5 million I from. I would, too. For Noth- lavish nothing vacations. Nothing but love. What a, what a bad word that we just talked about in the break we can't really truly say. Yep. Uh, th- to say about the union that I love, get out of here. <laughs> Go shut up and be alone in prison, you scumbag. Yeah. All right. So there's a feel-good story. Well, uh, really <laughs> here's a story about the 10 coolest extinct car features Oh. And the last cars that used them. Johnny asked, is Blinkers on there? Because he's a comedian. Yeah. Because no one uses the Blinker anymore. Including Johnny. I rode in Johnny's car on <laughs> Johnny. uh, Wednesday night. There was no Blinkers being used. You have to make sure you top off your Blinker fluid. That's the issue. Is everyone's just out of the Blinker <laughs> fluid. and we were you driving. make sure you fill it up. We were driving across a parking lot, but nevertheless. <laughs> nevertheless. Uh, number 10, pop-up headlights. Oh, those I used to think so those cool. were so cool. The coolest. And now they, I look, I see a car with pop-up uh-huh. headlights, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Uh, the 2004 Chevy Corvette was the last to have pop-up headlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rotary engine, the Mazda RX-8 in 2006. Nope. No, not the hand crank off the front <laughs> of the end. Not like a, not like a Model A, or what was that? Model? <laughs> then you hook your horse up to the front of it. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, <laughs> The next one, so the Mazda uh, R8 in 2006 had the last one to have the rotary engine. T-top. The T-top. Now, any guesses? Did you look? No. Any guesses as to the last year a T-top, you know, like on the old Firebird. Yep. uh, The last year of the make and model for the last T-top on a car. Any guesses? Seven or eight? Seven or eight. 2007 or eight? Good. 2007 and a half. <laughs> 2002. Oh. I thought it was going to be like 1995. I didn't know people were still in the early 2000s either. making T-top, but it was the 2002 Pontiac Firebird. Yep. Uh, number seven, the front bench seats. The 2016 Chevy Impala was the last to have front bench seats. We're talking, that, but that's in a sedan because there's still trucks that have it. Uh, yeah, uh, this is cars. Okay. So I, yeah, right, I, haven't, right. I don't see a truck on all the right. list. So I guess they're making I'm that distinction. Looking to confirm. Uh, the it's number six vinyl roofs that you always had to pin back up with mm-hmm. your thumbtacks. Yep. Uh, the 1996 
Cadillac Fleetwood was the last to use a vinyl roof. Uh, the number five is Fender Skirts. Oh. The 2006 Honda Insight was the oh last to have Fender, Fender Skirts. Well, those were a horrible idea. Horrible. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Technicians loved them. Oh. <laughs> Just have to remove fender skirts every time you got to do anything. Uh-huh. Those Honda Insights were not hideous. Attractive. Hideous, hideous things. Yeah, and I think they like there was a weight capacity to them. To a Honda Insight? Yeah, really? I think one of my friend's brothers had one, and he like almost had, had to, to go like, on a diet. <laughs> like had to figure out who he was going on a date with because either he could drive or he couldn't drive. Oh because my gosh. <laughs> Had to ask for weights at the door like an airplane? You, exactly. Uh, number four, split. Could I please have you step on this skip? <laughs> Before we get going, I'm so excited to check out tonight. <laughs> but we have to have an official UFC weigh-in. I'm really sorry. Before we get into my Honda Insight. <laughs> an official UFC weigh-in. <laughs> split windows. 1970. Split windows. Dodge A100. Ooh. I like them. They look cool, but they are not functional. Not functional. Not very safe. Nope. Uh, number three. The rumble seat. Oh, that's a classic. The last time a car was made with a rumble seat, the 1949 Triumph 2000 Roadster. Ooh, it's been a minute. Number two, vent windows. The dumbest thing I've ever yep. seen. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> Johnny, it was the cigarette. Uh, yep. uh, the ashtray. Ashtray yep. onto the asphalt. Yep. Out, that, that little thing. Yep. I used to play with them all the time as a kid. Uh-huh. Not the not the cigarettes or the ashtrays, the vent windows. There you go. To be clear, and the number one discontinued coolest extinct car feature, and the last car that used it, fender mirrors. Nope. I don't believe I've ever is, in person seen a car with a fender. I don't mirror. either. The, I had the, to look over at your yeah. at your screen to figure out what that actually meant. Like your side view mirror, instead of being on your door, oh, that's bad. Is up on your fender. That's bad. Uh, the last car to have those was the uh, uh, 2017 Japanese Toyota Crown Comfort Taxi Cab. There you go. Was the last to have those. Yep. There you go. Uh, ten coolest extinct. I don't know if they're all coolest. I w- I, coolest may be a bit of a stretch. Are we still putting cigarette lighters in cars? Is that still a thing? No, I'm no. They've changed it from that to. Uh, I mean, they're just putting act- USBs. Like USBs or actual outlets. Um, yeah, right, right. A lot of, I mean, you can get our outlet, or you can get a bunch of our, a lot of our cars now with an actual outlet, but USBs power everything these days. But that's why you're seeing like five or six USB ports in yeah, these cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what, that's what you need. They're putting them in the, I mean, the Ascent has them in the back seat, everything. Have you ever seen anyone actually light a cigarette with a car's cigarette lighter? No. And whose idea was that? Was that Big Tobacco's idea to Probably. install in <laughs> a little thing? You press it in. My first car was a 1998 Forester, and it had a cigarette lighter. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> uh, I had a friend growing up uh, whose little sister uh, pushed it in and then took it out and burned her finger yeah, on it. Yeah, those things got that hot. That happened all the time. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, a random uh, side road there. Uh, auto industry group seeks to update federal safety tests. Now, Subaru is known, and rightfully so, for a good reputation. They're always finishing among the top in yep. all their safety, yeah. IIHS testing, yep. and Safety Plus, and that sort of thing. But the new car assessment program is a group uh, that wants to update crash test ratings to include modern safety technologies for the first time since 2011. Wow. 
Uh, many have argued that the new car assessment program has become less effective as the industry has outpaced regulators in safety technology become close to meaningless for consumers with the majority of 2020 model vehicles receiving five-star ratings and the rest receiving four-star. Huh. So they first look at these grades and go, okay, we're not getting any more two- or three-stars. Yeah. Is it that we're really good at making cars safe, or is it that we're not as hard on the safe. manufacturers? Yeah. Uh, so the Alliance for Automotive Innovation, which does represent the Detroit Three, uh, uh, they uh, recommend that the NHTSA include technology now commonly included in new vehicles in those tests. Hmm. For example, forward collision warnings, automatic emergency braking, pedestrian automatic emergency braking, lane departure warnings, and assistance technology for staying within lanes. Automatic high beam headlamps should all be evaluated yep. and currently are not included in the safety checks. Yeah. Which my Subaru has all those things. All of it. And yet it's not required to yep. pass the safety check. So I think this group has a, good, has a point. It's a, we're it's allowing, a really big point. We're allowing some manufacturers to meet the bare minimum yeah. of safety, and that should be the number one concern. I mean, really the biggest safety requirement that I can think of, I think it was 20, God, maybe it was 2016, 2017, where they required that all cars had a backup camera. All new cars, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but it's crazy that that's really the last kind of level of regulation i mean we've been very fortunate that subaru even in our base models now has their eyesight system which is i mean and that was bar a, none and that's a huge cost to subaru by totally the way, to say we're no longer standard issue is always going to have eyesight. every single model you do not have an option to have one without eyesight that 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 is expensive technology that subaru says that we're it it means that important. much to us for our customers to totally. be safe totally and it is shocking how when you're so used to driving a car with those safety features, the adaptive cruise, the blind spot, all those different things, the rear cross traffic alert, the rear braking, how when you get in a car that doesn't have those things, you like, I like yeah. forget how to drive a car. Well, so my wife typically has the Forester yep. and it's got every bell and whistle when it comes to safety. And I typically have my uh, commuter car that I, I paid off and i'm just going to drive it until Into the it ground. stops yep which uh, more and more every day i'm like it's today is going to be the could day. today be the day uh but i'll go from driving my car to her car uh-huh. and i'm like why am i holding on to this piece of crud uh-huh. car that, that because yeah then i get back in my car and forget i don't like, have blind oh, spot i don't have backup camera uh-huh. all this stuff there's not an orange light blinking at you and you're like oh i'm good to get over i don't have pre-collision warning and where it just takes over and slams on the brakes for you mm-hmm. Don't have any of that stuff. Yeah, and it really makes the blind spot detection. I think is the most incredible technology with all the, all of this. Totally. Even given like collision warning and like I said, pre-collision stopping, I think the blind sight technology has probably saved so many car crashes. Oh my gosh! Because I, I would bet I and this is just a complete guess. I bet three out of every five car crashes was due to uh, blind spot. Uh, ignorance or not knowing how to check it correctly. I'll bet you're close. I mean, yeah. if you walk around our collision center lot where we have all the cars that have been towed into us that are in accidents, there are probably more with side damage sure. than front and rear. And I think that's a huge part of it, especially with the freeways and all the different off-ramps and all yes. this construction that's happening. Is people just, I'm going over. And again, we talked about it earlier. People don't use their blinkers. 
Or right? they use it as they're changing or, the light. Right, they use it after they've changed. <laughs> oh, i got to turn this on. The apology blinker. Um, yeah. yeah, the apology. I'm so sorry. Uh, there's, there must be a short in my system. I promise I had it on. I saw a car the other day put their blinker on for the full three, four seconds, mm-hmm. but then go the other way. Yeah. So they had their left blinker on, then yeah. they went to the right lane. <laughs> or they have it on for a couple minutes, and then they turn it off, and then they get over. <laughs> we, had, we had Thurl Bailey on the big show last week. And he was obviously driving, and he had forgotten to turn his blinker off. And he just heard because the click, whole click. interview was just <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> I meant At to, some point, you got to get over, Thurl. I meant to text him and be like, "Hey, so funny." Uh, it was it was pretty good, but at least he was using his blinker. Yep. And not not. We'll give him credit him. for it. Uh, as, speaking of uh, former Jazz big men, if you missed the news, Mark Eaton has passed at the age of uh, sixty-four. Uh, and uh, he was an incredible person. Yep. He uh, went for a bike ride, as he did so often on Friday night, and didn't return. An investigation then discovered he had been in an accident. The authorities do not believe any vehicles were involved, and they're still searching for exact reason why uh, he, he crashed his bike. But he has, he's, he's lost, and we're asking you to share your thoughts and memories, stories, because so many people had um, have experiences with Mark Eaton that – are very similar. He always made you feel like you were his friend. Yeah. And like Austin called in earlier and said, I'm sure it got old. I'm sure it did. You never knew. But you he never, never let knew. On. He was always gracious yeah. and, and genuine, even yep. if it was old. Uh, Spencer says he was the first public figure I ever met. He came and visited my elementary school in Sugar House in the early 90s. He will be missed. Dave sends in uh, uh, win one for Big E. Mark came to the atrium restaurant at Snowbird a few times. As he was getting food from the brunch buffet, a small 5-1 kitchen server was trading uh, out a dish, and Mark stepped over him while saying, don't let me squish you. (laughs) It it was hilarious. Uh, We have uh, this story from uh, Devin, a giant guy with a giant heart. He was always the nicest guy in the room, Uh, and uh, we we just think of and, and hope that his family is able to find peace in these yeah. in these tough moments. Absolutely. 855-340-ZONE. If you'd like to be part of the show, 855-340-ZONE. We'd love to hear from you. Do you, you're an NFL guy, right? I am. You, you're, which, the Cowboys? I don't want to talk. I don't. Are I'm, you the Cowboys? I'm, no, not a Cowboys, thankfully. Oh, what? I, I know this. Packers. Packers. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. It's not great right For now. For once. For once, I know the Cowboys fan is like, "Ha ha! I don't have the worst organization in the league." So I didn't really want to. Talk. I was hoping we could avoid this topic. But <laughs> well, the, I will just mention that that's. Uh, are you Team Rogers or Team Gutenkunst or whatever his name is? I don't is? know. Aaron don't Roger, know. Aaron Rodgers has a special place in my heart, but this has turned into just a mess. Well, it's not his fault. Well, no, I know, but what I'm saying is we had such a good season last year. They bet on him taking a step back, and he won the MVP. Right. It's and the then, most amazing story totally, I've ever heard. Totally, and then this happens. As someone so. who whose favorite flavor in life is revenge, for Aaron Rodgers to be uh, told by his employer, yeah. ah, you're losing a step this year, yep. and then be the MVP. best player in the league. Yeah. That's delicious. It feels good. That tastes Love so, that. so There's good. nothing that feels better. Well, I'm a Titans fan. No rhyme or reason really? to it. I just am. Huh. I don't know why. Huh. I, I think I probably liked their uniforms in that Super Bowl there they lost. There you go. Uh, but Marcus Mariota action. No. He's not with us anymore. I know. 
Good riddance to good, bad rubbish. Good riddance. Uh, we've got Ryan Tannehill. There you we're go. We're going places. You are going. You are off to the races. As long as Derek, Lookout World. As long as Derek Henry's healthy. Lookout World. Uh, the Titans, though, cornerback Janoris Jenkins returned from a trip to West Palm Beach, Florida, to find his 2016 Rolls Royce Wraith st- stolen from the Hartsville Jackson International Airport in Atlanta. Oh no. Jackson said he parked the $250,000 vehicle in the South <laughs> Economy lot. There's your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> Before catching the flight to Florida, according to Jenkins, no one, had, no one has any idea still as to the whereabouts of the vehicle. Jenkins said he felt oh mistreated by the staff at the airport. Gosh. They gave me the complete runaround. <laughs> I'm shocked. The airport is in no way, shape, or form empathetic, concerned, or in <laughs> shock that something like this could even happen, said um. Jenkins. Atlanta police has been contacted and pretty much are like, yeah, it's on you, dude. If we see it, we'll call it. It's a learning lesson. (laughs) 855. Uber next time. Or not. You're an NFL player. If you can afford a $250,000 car, you can afford to not pay economy parking. You can afford to pay valet. You can afford to hire a driver. There's a lot of things. You could probably afford to take a helicopter to the airport. Or swallow your pride and ride the bus like the rest of us so yeah. you don't have to pay for parking at yeah. the airport. Uh, Miles is on the line. Hi, Miles. Thanks hey, for Miles. calling in. How's it, how's it going? Good, good, good. We're, we're sad about the passing of uh, Big Mark, though. How are you? Good. Shock. For sure. What would you call in to talk about, Miles? Um, so the story I had with, uh, when I met Mark was when he retired in 95. Um, it was at the Target in Leighton where I first met him. It's the grand opening there. Um, I was about six at the time. Huh. And I was like, this and I just remember him being such a nice guy. Thanks for the call, Miles. Appreciate it. And that's, I think, the similar sentiments of so many out there who have come across Mark Eaton uh, in their lives. And uh, it's certainly the, the, the case for me. Every time I've interacted with with Mark, uh, I, a few times there's a few people that you in this media world that you don't text unless it's for business. Yeah, well, that's pretty much everyone actually. But there are a few people that you could text for just to just shoot the breeze, yeah. so to speak. And Mark was one of those guys. He's a really good I, guy. I could just text him and be like, "Hey, how you doing? Everyone okay? What's going? Yeah. Doing anything fun this summer?" And he would answer. He would always answer. It's awesome. He was usually flying someplace because he was an in-demand motivational public speaker, uh, and uh, he will be missed for sure. Rapid bus transit line could be coming to Point of the Mountain. Okay, explain to me the simpleton. What is a rapid (laughs) bus transit line, Josh Goldstein? I was really hoping you could could (laughs) shed some light on that for me. Uh, Essentially, if I understand it correctly, a rapid, rapid bus transit line would connect to Lehigh from Front Runner and Draper. Uh, it, ha- it would be a dedicated lane for huh. the bus. It's a mouthful. Yeah. It doesn't just roll off the tongue. And it's, it says it's closely resembling a rail, so like a, sep- like a tracks. Sounds like tracks. But at half the cost. So that's why they're huh. looking into doing this. My, my problem with it is, is it going to be electric? Or is it going to be combustion? Because so what we don't need is more filthy, polluting buses. So here's another question. Do you think that happens first? Or the light rail up Big and Little Cottonwood Canyon? Uh, this would likely happen first. Because uh, it's 
Utah Jeep. County versus Salt Lake County <laughs> and, and different politics. Yeah, and, that's a valid point. Uh, you know, uh, the polluting buses might be looked upon more smiling in Utah County than Salt Lake County, I, I, we'll, but we'll see. One billion dollar tracks line has been proposed at the point of the mountain, Ooh. and the UTA officials said, nope, we're ditching that. We're going to go with the $5.5 million price for a rapid transit bus line. Still don't know exactly what that means. Is it going to be through UTA? It has to yes, be, Yes, right? it would be UTA, yeah. yep. 855-340-ZONE. Alex, I'm so sorry. I talked over who our callers. Jace is on the show. Hi, Jace. Thanks how's for going, calling Jace? in. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I was just going to say... I live all the way up in Cam, this tiny little town above Park City. Yeah, I love Cam. And I have ran into Mark like three times, so it's pretty crazy. I even uh, got one of his bikes that he dropped off at the landfill. I got it from there, and it's like six feet tall. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, wow, that that is pretty cool. He, uh, he yeah, loved I've his bikes. Yeah, I ran into him at the stores, like... The landfill, a bunch of different places. He even was out in these tiny little towns talking to people. Thank you, Jace. Appreciate the memory. Yep, uh, Mark Eaton will be missed. Uh, sadly passed away in a bike accident. Stay tuned to The Zone for more details. Uh, I, I promise you Rudy Gobert uh, is feeling it today. He, yep. he and Mark Eaton are, are very close, almost like a brother relationship or even a father Our figure son. in his yeah. life. And so uh, we're saddened to, for the Eaton family today. Josh, it's been fun to be here live for the Do Good fun. Feel Good event. I got out here twice this month, uh, which is twice more than I did all last year. That's something to be proud about. So it's very, very, very exciting. We see Adrian Leiser here, Johnny Lightfoot. I know. We talked with Margie from Street Dog Crew of Utah. It was a great, great event. You have until Monday to buy your newer used vehicle from Mark Miller Subaru and get that $75 donation to one of your choice, uh, of your choice, the Love Promise Charity Partners. Thanks for doing this, Josh. You know, it's nice to be back in person. That it is. That it is indeed. Uh, I showered just for that. Just for that occasion. You are such a nice guy. Just for you. All right. uh, We'll get a hold of our winners, get you the bees tickets and the oil change. We'll be back next week uh, with more car sense. Coming up next, though, the Saturday show with its return to the airwaves, week three. Uh, with uh, Jay Catch and Alex Lundberg coming up tonight. Jazz Grizzlies Game 3 in Memphis, 6.30 pregame, 7.30 tip-off. Don't forget about Jazz Playoff Overtime as well sometime in the wee hours of Sunday morning right here on The Zone. For Johnny Lightfoot here on site, Alex Lundberg back in studio, and Josh Goldsmith, I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you next week on Utah Car Sense.